Welcome to ASHTA Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials testing and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management, we're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson. On this episode of Ashto Resource Q&A, we're going to have another Taken from TechX episode where we give you a sneak peek into what happens at the Ashto Resource Annual Technical Exchange. This one is going to be on internal audits, and the uh, subject is the focus on improvement. That's correct. This was recorded on March 19th, 2021, and Tracy Barnhart, our quality manager here at Astro Resource, is the presenter, and our very own Brian Johnson acted as moderator. Tracy, I've been monitoring the Q&A during your session. It seems like most of the questions are categorized into training and effectiveness of internal audits. So the training one was the most popular, though, so I'm going to ask that one first. Can Ashto Resource provide internal audit training? Oh, I I thought that's what I just did with this presentation. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the attendees found that helpful. You can certainly use this presentation as part of your internal training within your organization. You'll have access to the recorded version. It's something that we can consider in the future, offering training by Ashto Resource for this topic. Uh, I would also recommend that you do a Google search and see what types of organizations are out there that offer training. Unfortunately, I'm not able to specifically identify specific organizations that do that, but there are lots of good ones out there that offer training for internal auditing. Yeah, that knocks out another question, I think, that was up there about who else can do it. Uh, is there any recommendations for internal training at a laboratory? I created that internal training program. I, I actually did some Google research on that to identify tips and tricks for auditors from my own 30 plus years of experience. What I've learned along the way, I added that into the presentation, how to be a good auditor, how to be a good listener, what you wanna cover during internal audits and checklists and things of that nature. Most of the people that help me do audits are auditors for Asher Resource, but I have had some people that have never audited before. So for people like that, I focus more on how to audit if they're unfamiliar with that topic. So we have a lot of discussion with that. It usually takes me longer to train someone that doesn't have the auditing experience prior to the internal audits. Yeah, so let's get into the effectiveness questions. And how does Ashto Resource evaluate a company's internal audit checklist to make sure that it's effective? Well, we can evaluate whether or not your internal audit itself is effective because we're also doing an audit of your QMS, a pretty thorough audit at that. So if we're identifying things during our QMS audit at your organization and you haven't uncovered those yourselves during your internal audit, that's a pretty good indicator that the, your internal audit hasn't been effective and could be improved. So that's the number one way that we can determine that. Uh, we can also determine just from auditing people, watching them perform tests, we can determine whether or not the training program has been effective. And that's something that should also be evaluated during an internal audit, just making sure that you're doing what you say you're doing and with those training uh, activities as well as the competency evaluations. Now, what kind of supporting evidence would Ashto Resource look at during an assessment to determine if the internal audit was even conducted? Uh, a lot of times people will see perfect internal audits and perfect meaning no problems, right? I think you touched right. on that a little bit already. 
Uh, but can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. I have seen a lot of documents over the many years I've been auditing that simply just include check marks and nothing else. I do ask laboratory personnel when I'm auditing them to show me the checklist that they've used for internal audits. How do I know what records that they've actually checked, what test reports they've looked at? I think a lot of times people are doing that. They're just not recording it as evidence that they've conducted that uh, audit with, of those activities during the internal audit. So I'm just looking for some details, some more details on that type of stuff. Again, if you if it don't have it written down, it didn't happen. So the more you can record, the better. Right, now, if a document is missing a requirement uh, that has been missed in a previous internal audit, what is the best way to handle that moving forward? If a document is missing a requirement. So imagine I if would... there's something missing and then it, it gets skipped and then caught in a future internal audit. I think the best way to handle that is to ensure that someone is reviewing all of your QMS documentation periodically. We try to hit ours at, at least once every three years. We're typically getting around to them much more frequently than that. But have, uh, and I'm not talking the quality manager, have the people that are actually conducting those activities review the procedures to make sure that everything is documented adequately on there. Because if you're not actually performing that process, you might not know all of the ins and outs of it. So I would feed it to the people that are actually using it and make sure that everything's getting reviewed on a regular basis so that you are catching those things. Yeah, I think somebody, when they were watching the presentation, considered how much is involved in the internal audit. And they asked the question of how long should, you know, how much time should be devoted to the internal audit process? Well, at Ashto Resource, I typically spend two to three days doing each internal audit, and that's not including the preparation. The preparation is also a good day to day and a half for me, depending on the program and how much I have to look at. I realize that is asking a lot of our customers, uh, but I feel like you should devote at least a half a day to this activity when you're actually conducting an audit if you want to ensure that it's thorough. It's not something you just wanna wake up in the morning and say, oh, Asher Resources is coming next week. I gotta do an internal audit to make sure that I did this before they get here. I definitely wanna spend some time uh, and, and don't just go through the motions on it. Yeah, now, now let's talk about remote internal audits. Are they as effective as uh, in-person ones, in your opinion? Any ideas that uh, you could tell to the audience to, uh, to make them as effective as they can be? Yeah, and I wanna ask your experience with that as well, Brian, because I know you've, you've been subjected to my uh, virtual internal audits. I was a little bit nervous about conducting those at first. I wasn't sure how that would work, but to me, it seems, almost identical to doing them on site because we have all of our records available electronically. Most of us are already used to working from home and doing Zoom meetings and, and all of that stuff. So I just set up those Outlook interviews and it's just like you and I are talking right now and I'm talking to the audience. It's just about the same as being there in person. I really haven't found it very clunky. In fact, I, to me, it seems to be a little bit more efficient that way. Uh, because we're not wasting time walking through the whole building. Like I can schedule those interviews and get people right then and there and ask them the questions that I want to ask. Now, I did go on site to do the proficiency sample internal audit and the safety audits 
last year I, I received permission to go into the building because obviously we can't do proficiency sample production remotely. So I did go in and watch those processes in person. And I also conducted the safety audit at the same time while I was there. How about you, Brian? How do you feel about the remote assessments? Uh, I think they're great. I, I think they were really effective. And, and like you said, a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're already set up for uh, remote work. You know, we've been set up for years and years, way before the pandemic. And so everything was available, all the policies and procedures and even the records. So it was kind of easier for us to transition. But, it, it, you know, everybody probably is in good practice now for dealing with those kind of remote situations. And that's going to make them uh, a little bit more stable with their quality management systems moving forward, I would think. Absolutely. And I know with the remote audits, and you're familiar with this, Brian, I the one that I did for the AAP, I started with you. We talked a little bit about some things before I went and spoke to some quality analysts and looked at records. And then I would swing back to Brian at the end of each day to follow up with him with, with any questions that I might have had or let him know if there were any findings. So I kind of bounced back and forth uh, with Brian a good bit throughout those two or two and a half days that I spent on that. And the rest of the time, I just scheduled those interviews for the other people and just spoke to them for about 45 minutes each. Yeah, now, th now this one's kind of interesting. Can, can internal audit be a sample of tests only, or does it need to be every record for every accredited test that gets reviewed during the internal audit? We get that question a lot. It, auditing is an exercise in sampling. We are not looking for laboratories to look at every single test report or test record or every test every equipment record. Definitely just uh, make sure that you're doing some random sampling to get a good cross-section of things that you're auditing. Yeah, now let's get into who the auditor is now. We have a question that asks, can certain functions of an audit be performed by someone in a management position that is not independent of the operation as long as it's reviewed by someone who is? Not sure if I would suggest doing it that way, because if we audit our own stuff, we might miss some things that somebody else might uncover. I would avoid doing that if possible. We understand that we have some laboratories that simply aren't able to do that because there are only one or two people there. But I would try to find somebody to do an independent review of those activities if possible. Yeah, now what advice would you give to an internal auditor who has is dealing with a colleague who might be a little more uh, prickly about the uh, situation where they're being audited by one of their colleagues? What kind of advice would you give? Sure. Nobody likes to be audit audited, let's be honest. Even at Ashton Resource, we love auditing, but I understand I've been on the other end of auditing. It's it can be an uncomfortable feeling. So I think it's really important to select the right auditors to begin with. You wanna select people that are gonna make people feel comfortable. Start people off with you know, a little bit of just small talk. Make sure you're communicating with people leading up to the audit. Don't just show up in their office one morning and be like, oh, hey, Brian, I have 25 questions I wanna ask you. That's gonna people put people on the defensive. Create those agendas, communicate, 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 and let people know why you're doing the audit. I start with that. If I'm auditing somebody at Ashtray Resource and I know they've never been through an audit, I explain to that person before I start talking to them why I'm doing this audit and that we're trying to uncover improvement opportunities. I want them to be open and honest with me. I just try to make them feel as comfortable as possible, explain that it's not a pass-fail, that their comments are not going to be 
attributed to them on the internal audit report. That's important as well. You never want to put someone's name in the internal audit report. Like Brian Johnson said, he doesn't like working at Astro Resource. We, we don't <laughs> do that, something like that. And to let people know that ahead of time, I think disarms them a good bit and the flow a little bit more comfortable with it. Yeah. Now, should that audit be performed strictly by uh, quality management uh, staff or, or could it be other laboratory personnel? Definitely can be other laboratory personnel. I encourage you to get others involved in the internal audit process. At Ashto Resource, people love helping me do the audit. It's something different for them. They're learning so much about the other programs that they didn't know anything about before and they're learning auditing skills. I think the more the merrier, just make sure that you train them properly and that they're familiar with the audit criteria. Yeah, I agree. I, I think we get a lot of value added when people who aren't, uh, who are in the in the program, uh, you know, work at Ashto Resource, but maybe aren't as familiar with the program uh, that they're auditing. They get a lot out of it. We get a lot out of it. It's it's a win win. Uh, now, nobody asked this particular question, but it comes up quite a bit, so I want to throw it out there. What about a consultant? Sometimes people ask if they can have a consultant perform the internal audit. At what point does the internal audit become an external audit? Is that even acceptable? The short answer is yes, you can use a consultant for this activity. You do have to be careful not to cross the line between internal audits and external audits. Keep in mind that nobody knows your business better than you do. So ideally you would wanna perform the internal audit yourself if you wanna focus on uncovering those improvement opportunities specifically. But yes, a consultant can be used. Again, make sure that they're familiar with the audit criteria. If they're doing an audit to R18 or ISO standards, they need to have familiarity with those concepts. They also need to have familiarity with construction materials testing in general, not the specific test methods themselves, but in general and how your business operates. If you are going to use a consultant for this, be sure that that is indicated in your procedure for internal audits as well, because that's something that we'll be looking at for the ASHTO R18 review. All right. Well, thank you so much. I think we're about out of time. Thank you. And that was the Q&A session on internal audits. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're interested in what goes on at the ASHTO Resource Technical Exchange, check it out in 2022. Kim, when exactly is the Astro Resource Technical Exchange going to occur? The 2022 Technical Exchange is scheduled for March 28th through the 31st. And you can find more information as we are currently planning that exchange. You can find more information at our website, ashtoresource.org slash events. Thanks for listening to Ashto Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, send us an email at podcast at ashtoresource.org or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other news and related content, check out Ashto Resources' Twitter feed or go to ashtoresource.org.